Welcome back to the 5-Minute Bible Lesson, and today's another episode of Mastering the Word. So we're going to continue now in the book of Numbers, looking at the narratives and the characters as we've been doing on Wednesdays. Starting at a captain's log. Numbers is a book of facts, figures, and events. It is a record kept by Moses of 38 years of wandering. Remember, the Hebrews had been delivered out of Egypt by God through miracle after miracle. For instance, food that came like dew every morning and water that gushed out of rocks. After two years of miracles and hardships, it looked like their journey was about to come to a wonderful end. Then it happened. The Israelites sent 12 spies into Israel to scope out just how big a task lay ahead in reclaiming their land. When the spies returned, 10 of them were overwhelmed with fear. Only two of the spies, Joshua and Caleb, remember that God had already brought them through and said, We can do it with God's help. After all God had done, the people doubted him and were afraid to enter because of their lack of faith. God sent them back into the desert. There they wandered for 40 more years before trying again. In fact, everyone who was over 20 when they left Egypt died before entering Israel except Joshua and Caleb. Numbskull Awards. In many ways, Numbers is a book about failures, foolishness, acts of discretion, lack of judgment, poor choices, and just plain old sin. Here are the top five winners for foolish choices recorded in Numbers. Oh boy, can you imagine being one of these? I guess we all have been. (laughs) Korah, number 16. Korah got two buddies and 250 henchmen and staged an insurrection against Moses. Know what happened? The earth swallowed up Korah. The prophet Balaam, or Balaam, excuse me. Balaam was paid by King Balak, honorable mentioned in the Numbskull Awards, to put a curse on Israel. God interceded, even to the point of making Balaam's own donkey try to reason with him. Can't get much worse than that. Miriam and Aaron, Numbers 12. Leave it to family... Leave it to family. Moses' own sister and brother decided they wanted a bigger piece of power. Instead, all Miriam got was temporary case of leprosy, and all they both got was a bigger piece of humble pie. The Ten Fearful Spies, Numbers 13 through 14, these men were the leaders of their clans. They had witnessed God's provision, yet they turned chicken when they were within the reach of what God had promised. They used their influence to destroy the faith of the people. And last but not least, the people. Numbers 11, 13, and 14. (laughs) The all-time prize has to go to the Israelite people. Sure, it's not easy to trek through a desert, but God had been faithful. Out of 600,000 plus, all but two of them doubted God. They worshipped idols. They wished for captivity. They figuratively spit in God's face. These tactics did not work well for them. Now, a lot of us hearing these narratives like to quickly judge, right? I mean, look at how foolish those people were. They witnessed God's miracles and his saving grace, and yet they disregarded God and idol-worshipped and sinned. And we laugh, but yet we are exactly the same. Mankind in general. We've witnessed the miracles of God, or even the provisions of God, I should state, but also the miracles of God coming through and saving us through the blood of Jesus Christ. We all have the word. And we've witnessed this, rather through God's word or, you know, fellow Christians back in the first century AD that did obviously witness it with their own eyes. However, the point is, even though we've witnessed these wonderful things and as well as the provisions of God in our lives, 
God has come through and healed you from an illness or blessed you with the air we breathe right now. The point is, even though we witness all of this, we still turn away and worship idols, whether it's a different God or it's our own self-interest. We turn and we sin and we just plain miss the mark. <laughs> Thankfully, there's grace in the gospel, of course. But the point being, a lot of times in these narratives in the Bible, we see utter failures and it's quick to judge whether the characters that have failed in the Bible or even characters that we see every day in our own personal lives. However, we're no different. We are all sinners lost in need of a savior, which God has graciously provided. And we can utilize these opportunities to learn from the narratives. But the main purpose of these narratives is to shine a light in our own lives, to show us that we often doubt the Lord and we often worship idols and we often doubt out of fear and we often sin and so on and so forth. Reading the failures of scripture, not only is it a direct opportunity to learn and grow and repent, but Reading these narratives of scripture is like holding up a giant mirror to our own face and seeing, wow, I'm no different than they. I'm just as bad. But thankfully, God has been so gracious and kind. And you might state, well, why wasn't God kind to them? Why did the earth swallow up Korah? And why did God punish? Well, it was to show us and demonstrate to us that God takes sin seriously and that God 150% could do that right now to you and I. But... God graciously chooses not to because Jesus Christ is the propitiation for our sins and has paid for our sin. And because of that, he gives us his righteousness. And so God sees Jesus Christ's righteousness on us, all those who will believe. And so he's merciful and just to us because he wishes nobody to perish. And so there are examples in scripture where God has exercised his punishment. And people might say, well, your God ain't so loving. Well, the thing is... God had to demonstrate those things, his acts of justice and punishment, to demonstrate his love. Because we see what God can do and should do, but he hasn't. He's forgiven us and has gone out of his way to be merciful and kind to us, utilizing those lessons to demonstrate his goodness and mercy. So that concludes our study of the book of Numbers. We got one more book of the law and we'll continue on with the rest of the Old Testament and Lord willing, the New Testament. This is incredible, <laughs> the fact that we're getting through the Bible. I'm honestly learning a lot, too, in these narratives. You're never too far along in spiritual maturity to learn. Not that I'm saying I'm far along. But, anywho, thank you all for listening. I ask that you please share this podcast to others, such as friends and family, or, you know, even enemies. 